0: We've had so, so long where it's been taboo and secrecy and, you know, we've all got stories of putting period products up our sleeves and being quite secret around it, whereas in actual fact, we're these amazing creative beings and that's how we are designed and that's how we function. Welcome to the
1: Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy, and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects – mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi everyone, welcome to Another episode of the Happy Nurse Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jackie O'Connor. Jackie's been a registered nurse for 26 years. She has worked with women and families and in psychosocial nurse management. Through her own lived experience, she has discovered the benefits of working with healing and mindset modalities and finds joy in sharing the tools she's mastered with others. Her ultimate passion is to care for the carer and future carers, as she believes these wonderful individuals are the people who deal with our most vulnerable citizens our children, the sick, and the elderly. Jackie believes that with holistic support, our carers will be better equipped to handle the demands of their vital roles. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. It's lovely to have you on. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me. Kia
1: ora from New Zealand. Yeah, you're all the way over there in New Zealand. Yeah. It's um, it's awesome that we can do this from. so good, so good. Opposite ends of the continent, really, aren't we? You're okay, down there, yeah. and I'm across here in the west. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love what you stand for, what your beliefs are about mm-hmm. supporting our carers. Our missions are very aligned. Mm-hmm. We need to look after those who are looking after everyone else, because they can't pour from an empty cup without using a a saying that's used far too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's incredible what our carers do and they just keep giving and giving and giving. And sometimes they forget to give to themselves. And that's when they find themselves in trouble and heading towards burnout. Mm -hmm. What, led you on this path to develop this passion for caring for the carers? Um a burnout
0: similar <laughs> <laughs> <Our> story. <laughs> yeah. Not to sound too cliche, but a, a compound of burnouts. Like I had many kind of taps on shoulders and four by fours in the back of the head, but eventually I had a mat truck in the face moment. Oh bless you and I did a good job did a really good job <laughs> so I was really I was really on my knees really so there was only one way and that was up and as I was scurrying up thro- from that bottom of that hill I just learned so much that I I thought wow if I knew, I knew this so much earlier but I also thought Rather than being dark about not knowing this, I need to tell everybody. (laughs) So I put my energy into rather than being gutted that I, you know, had to go through such a harrowing experience. I put that energy into right creating a space and being brave because it was outside the box. So I was literally colouring outside the lines. And created a space and started talking and started being an advocate for others. And the more I walked around as I healed, the more I could see others were slipping down, down that bank. I wanted them to come and see what I was now seeing that I hadn't, I'd never seen before. So I set now that burnout as a gift. It was a real seed plant. And I've just kept watering that seed and it's growing and growing and growing. And that's put me on a path of purpose and, and I love it. Like I just love it, you know, and I know even in myself, you know, my inner pilot light, my inner knowing that it's my path and um, yeah, I'm creating, I'm sort of really cutting some light yourself, you know, breaking some concrete, breaking some paths and, and just making them a little bit smoother for the people behind, and that's why I talk about um, our future carers as well. So, you know, why did we go through this, and then we can't share that story? You know, share that wisdom. A lot of the work that I do now is is wisdom sharing and it's stories from from like village people days when we're in the villages. That's those stories of wisdom. You know, when our when our grandmothers and our mothers would would tell us these stories and as young maidens and as young women and and little girls we would we would hear about this wisdom of being empowered caregivers so I'm bringing back and bringing it back yeah it's a revolution
1: (laughs) thank you for sharing that with us that's beautiful and I totally understand what you mean about once you've been through that journey yourself and you've learned these tools and developed these strategies and you think I can't keep them to myself Mm. the world needs to know this Mm -hmm. I need to share it with my my colleagues or whoever you feel Mm -hmm. compelled to share it with because after you've been at the bottom of that hill as you say you don't want anyone else to go there Uh if they don't have to because it's not a nice place to be so Yeah, it's beautiful that you're empowering our carers and the future carers with the tools and strategies they need so they don't have to go to the bottom of the hill.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
1: And you do a lot of work around menstrual cycles and working with women and their daughters. And
0: I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, yeah, well... I've been a menstruator for 35 years and a nurse for 26 years, and I was only last year years old when I learned this um, amazing cyclical wisdom that we're all gifted with, but, you know, for many reasons, haven't been passed down for many, 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 many years. So, um, again, rather than being dark about it, I created a space, and I just went with it again. In a, it was my inner pilot light. It was my inner knowing. And I just stepped into the arena and put it out there and, and the people came. So I've kept putting them on and the people keep coming and more opportunities keep coming my way. And so I'm following that, following my heart and following the demand <laughs> and interest and, and creating a real ripple, you know, a real revolution of fiercely empowered women um, I think you probably everyone would agree that the world needs more of that right now. We're pretty pretty fractured and pretty broken and um, I believe what can really help with that is some good old-fashioned divine feminine energy. so yeah so I'm throwing a starfish back at a time each workshop and and the feedback's great and and then the demands there so I, so I get another starfish and throw it back. I love that. That's awesome. And you call it Heart
1: Place with Nurse Jackie and Beautiful Young Women.
0: Is that right? Yeah. So three years ago, I started a space called Be Beautiful, and that's um, an empowerment and creative and connective space for young women, 9 to 13-year-olds. There's science to show that confidence drops in young women by 30% during that age. So I created that space and at the same time I still had Heart Place with Nurse Jackie. And, um, yeah, last year, years old, when I was privy to the information around cyclical wisdom, I I sort of moved towards bringing them together, Heart Place with Nurse Jackie and Be Beautiful Young Woman. So, yeah.
1: How awesome. Yeah. And I love that you're encouraging women to listen to their bodies and mm-hmm. to respond to their mm-hmm. cycles yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, I've delved into working on my um, feminine energy too and it was a real eye opener because I think especially in the world we live in today, a lot of women we and you know, I'm putting my hand up, I've been one of these and I was too far in my masculine, you know, all that pushing controlling micromanaging and when actually the women are the nurturers Mm -hmm. the intuitives the the carers the and we've kind of stepped away Mm. from that role Mm -hmm. yeah it's been it was a real insight kind of having a good look at my own femininity and I've done some work with um i haven't done work with her but i read her book mama gina have you heard of her oh you'll have to check her out i'll put the link in the show notes for everyone oh
0: okay i'm an avid reader so
1: i will yeah yeah she has got an awesome book and it's all about connecting more to your feminine sexuality than anything else Because that's another aspect of being feminine that's been very repressed for a long, long time. And we need to lose the shame and the taboo around it all. So, yeah, I love this work you're doing. It
0: fascinates me. It's amazing. And it's, you know, we've had so, so long where it's been taboo and secrecy. And, you know, we've all got stories of putting um, period products up our sleeves and tying jerseys around our... You know uniforms, and you know being quite secret around it. And whereas in actual fact, we're these amazing creative beings, and that's how we're designed, and that's how we function. And um, we've kind of slipped into trying to to fit into or mould into fit into the box of cyclical, um, so circadian cycle, so that day and night which men fit really well in, their hormone fits really, really well in that. We're actually an fradian cycle, so more of a moon cycle. Um, and there's four different phases or seasons through that cycle. So we may show up, I'll show up each day still as the whole um, perfect and, and perfectly perfect me. Um, however, I'll show up quite differently because I'll, I'll be in different phases and different seasons of my cycle. And that's purely so that, ultimately we can create life and of course in this modern day we don't we don't want to create life every month (laughs) um but we're we're beautiful creative beings um and you know when we were young maidens we were creating we were playing and creating and um through our conditioning and society that diminishes and and we start getting into like you're saying into the sort of hustle and trying to fit into this box and and we don't and and we often think we're going crazy because we're not fitting and we're not showing up the same but when we actually understand that you know we have a we have different phases and we have different energy and we have beautiful benefits from cycling, you know, from actually experiencing the cycle and allowing the cycle. One phase of the cycle is obviously menstruation. Um, So our body has been created to create. And so in our head, we're we're okay that we're not pregnant this month, that we haven't fertilized an egg, but our body was designed to create. And it, you know, had put up all this beautiful padding and all these duvets and pillows and wallpaper and decals in our womb ready for this fertilized egg and then it didn't come and it, it's gutted, you know, it's so it it releases, you know, it really goes, stuff you, I'm taking down all that decals and all that. And and it has a big release. And very few of us actually honor that that part of the cycle. And when we do, you know, our beautiful intuition, our superpower of our intuition, which you mentioned, that comes in roaring. And so this is our beautiful dream phase and this is where our inspiration and our projects and our beautiful ideas of our inner knowing come into us. But unfortunately, through conditioning in society and trying to fit into our circadian box, we don't allow the space and the time and we're kind of encouraged to just box on and push on and and everyone else is meant straight, so why can't you? So just sort it out. Um but when you when you actually see this beautiful benefit that you can get if you allow the space and that you know that there's another phase coming up where you do have the energy to box on <laughs> and do and get your do to do list done, then you will actually, you know, even if it's one percent of the day, it doesn't have to be, you know, we still we still obviously have to function with schools and work. Um even if we take one percent and just create some space and just slow that mind down, and, you know, we rest our bodies. We very, very rarely rest our minds. We're pretty quick to fill our mind up with a space, whether it's scrolling on your phone or booking in another coffee date or watching Netflix. We're pretty, we're pretty quick to fill it up. However, there's some really lovely parts of our cycle that we can honour that space and really get the messages that are, are out there for us.
1: Well, that's beautiful. I love how you've described that. Thank you for sharing that wisdom with us all. Welcome. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happiness.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief? It's 12 minutes of pure self care. I feel My colleagues, when I work in Perku, a lot of them will say to me, Lena, what's the moon doing? Because they know <laughs> that I'm always yeah. aware of what's going on with the moon and where we are and in, in its cycle. Because yeah. they'll be like, Lena, what's the moon doing?
0: Where yeah. do we put our crystals, Lena?
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, it's, um, it's quite funny. I'm like, no, it's not a full moon. You know, if we're having one of those really crazy days, yeah, yeah. like, is it a full moon? I'm like, no,
0: no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is, but okay. yeah, yeah. So. Um, when we were living in the village days, the Galileo days, we would all menstruate in the new moon. The energy is quite low in the new moon. So again, okay. in our menstruation, all, um, all our hormones, our beautiful female um, lady hormones are flat. So makes sense. Our energy is low. And, you know, when we're in the Galileo days, we did actually want to create life each month. And um, so our mood was flat because we were grieving that we didn't create. When we ovulate, it's the, it's the full moon. So you will probably oh, to your energy. Yeah. Your energy I thought it was the opposite. No, really no, no. So, I thought it was the other way. Yeah, but so, that you makes know, sense. You know, with the full moon, you often a lot of people often wake in the full moon. Um, and that's so that's your high energy. So when you're ovulating, you want to be on fire because you're like, I'm gonna get my man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fertilize this egg. So I've got a golden egg that's got your name on it. So it makes, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, back in that sort of Galileo days, um, we would all go to a red tent, and um, in the new moon, and we'd we'd all menstruate together, and the men would actually go off and hunt for food during that time. So they would leave leave us, women, to connect, and we'd be in that red tent, and we would share stories so we'd be with our grandmothers and our aunties and our sisters and we would hear their wisdom and stories so nothing was secret you know a similar thing happens with perimenopause and menopause it's sort of quite misunderstood so all those stories would be shared nothing none of that would be new and then we would nurture one another and we would be really creative so we'd be we'd be doing weaving and we'd we'd plait each other's hair and and so we were quite, we we're pretty topped up, you know, our self-care and our connection, feminine connection, was really topped up. And the, But unfortunately, there was a real, and, and the men supported that. They were very supportive of that. Um, I don't know if you've read the book, The Red Tent. It's a great book. No, I have. not. Yeah, man. put that on your list. Um, yeah, yeah, it came to a day where, that um, there was sort of a real power surge and that was stopped. And and a lot of those women, you know, like you said, were natural nurturers and healers and a lot of those women were killed. They were burnt on the stake or, or drowned. Um, And so those beautiful story, you know, those plant-based healing and all that beautiful natural healing was lost during that period. Um, However, a room. Are you talking about the witch hunt days? Is that- yeah. So yeah, the witches yeah. on the state. So, and they weren't witches. They were they were yeah. beautiful women who who yeah. had natural healing abilities, who had learnt from their grandmothers, and so they, you know, I mean, it was madness.
1: Where I come from, back home in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. just not that long ago, they found hundreds of skeletons oh, of women no. under one of the big churches oh, from no. those days.
0: Oh, that's fascinating! Oh, I'd yeah, over there. it's in
1: Aberdeen. It's um, I can't remember the name of the church. It's on the main street through Aberdeen. It's um, oh, how fascinating! I'll find the article yeah, and I'll yeah. send it to you. Yeah,
0: there is a there's a real revolution though. It's kind of like I mean you've seen it, you know the me Too's and mm. um even the Black Lives Matters, all that you know. And it's it's now like no, no, we need to step up and no more so no more secrecy no more taboo and let's share this beautiful wisdom
1: and countries like i think new zealand's done it too and i know back home in scotland mm-hmm. sanitary products are now free for all yeah. women. yeah
0: yeah yeah so we call them, and- we call them period products because sanitary sounds like we're a bit okay yeah so Period yeah. products. <laughs> peri- product. peri- product. so okay. yeah so next month june every school and every kura which is um maori kindergartens maori schools um we got free products so the government have funded that um so that is amazing so i work part-time as a school nurse in a girls high school um and i've managed to find some amazing charities and so we've been well well stocked up so since i've been there um I've seen, and and the way I manage dysmenorrhea and in cyclical wisdom, we've seen a massive increase in um, in young women attending school and getting to learn more. So, and that's kind of probably a, another way reason that I got into this. I'm also a mum to two teenage um, young women who straight so it was kind of all around me. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just kept seeing these young women coming in with painful periods. And I thought, surely we can do more than just chuck a Panadol and ibuprofen at them. Surely there's more to this. And so I just got really curious. And I, then I just was like, what? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. And it's officially now, menstrual cycles officially, like World Health Organization officially, our fifth vital sign. So when those young women come in, you know, I'll do temperature pulse respiration. Boom! I'm in there. Where are you at in your cycle? How was it? What? How, what, how much are you bleeding? What's your pain like? And we've normalised pain and bleeding. It's not normal. Yeah, actually, not normal. No, it's not. Yeah.
1: No. I'm very lucky and don't suffer from any pain. But yeah, I I know it's
0: mm. it's not normal. Yeah, for a lot of a lot of women, it's it's a tough ride. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now now we're sort of coming out of that you know, using blue on an ad and (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're sort of coming out and and, um, being pretty period proud, really. But now I I work with young women now that they're cyclically wise, actually look forward to their period because they now know that they can create some space and and honour that time to rest and dream and inspire and tap into their intuition. They also know that they can come to me. I've got a wellness room, not a sick bay. And I'll put them under a weighted, weighted blanket and I'll give them a heat pack and make them a herbal cup of tea and give them some essential oil and a wee crystal to sit next to them and really, really honour them really honour their body who's grieving. And, and I'll just say, let's give you 20 minutes and then they're back up and off and off um, learning again. So, And those women used to go home and they used to have, mm-hmm. you know, pharmaceuticals to get them through that, so... What a beautiful resource to have at a school. Yeah. Well, that's I feel awesome. very privileged to be able to share it. Um, and, and, the, and young women, oh, my gosh, so hungry for it. So hungry for mm-hmm. it. They want it, you know, and, the more that, and that's why I introduced the mother-daughter because, you know, I was only last year years old, so these mothers don't know this. I've run 17 of that particular workshop, and I haven't had a mum yet who's been privy to that information and so then we've got this beautiful connection you know so it's not just a positive period talk it's actually yeah. you know it's a connection again I'm you know and I say that to them we're planting a seed and I want you to water it and I can help you water it and and I get them to create or kind of commit to being accountability buddies as well so they do that and then I also get them to commit whether it's in hindsight or or still to happen to to commit to a celebration of this milestone, yeah. Um, And the other thing that's happening, of course, too, is a lot of these mums, like me, um, are actually going through their second puberty as our kids are going through their first. That can be really challenging. That's a real milestone for both of us, but it's also in a curveball, you know, real, when you're empowered and you've got this knowledge, you can allow that space and you can allow that compassion for yourself and for each other. And you can create some really beautiful language around this. So, for example, you know, the typical PMT, Shark Week kind of language, we now call that our take week, you know, our autumn season, our take week, you know, where um, our body, our beautiful progesterone hormone is creating the padding in our womb. For that hopeful fertilized egg and then when it doesn't happen it starts to get, you know, starts to shed and then break down and release and um, so that's our take week we take back for us. Yeah, really honor that and again our intuition's beautifully high but equally our inner critic's really high during that week and little things, you know, like our appetite increases that during that that phase and so we often feel a bit kind of a bit bloated and but when you think about the science our physical body is preparing for this hopeful fertilized egg that it can nourish and embed and you know cushion so it makes sense that we increase yeah. our nutrition and that we kind of get a little bit rounder and a little bit fuller and of course that those couple of times that if that's what you choose if that's your path and if that's what the universe chooses for you the couple of times or some people do it three times and four times, you do fertilize and grow that baby, then, um, you know, you you want to make sure you've got all the nutrients on board to grow this other being.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing when you think about it yeah. because, you know, and like I'm a mom as well, I've got two boys though, so, But to think, I sometimes just stop and look at them and think, you came out of me. I How did that happen? I know. You know, it's when you take it back to basics, it's like, yeah. whoa, you know, I, know. I carried you I in know. my inside me for nine months mm-hmm. while you developed into this yeah little human
0: that you're now. That's what I say to a young woman now. I say, hey, honor the space. I'm pointing to my reproductive area. Honor the space. You know, she's she is going to create, potentially create life. You know, let's honour her. Let's, like, not push on. You know, when, when she's a bit crampy, let's, let's just move her. You know, when you get a cramp in your thigh, you shake it out. Or if you get all yeah. the needles, you shake it out. Let's, you know, let's give her some space. Let's move around and let's really just be kind and gentle. But I'll tell you something that's super freaky. When you carry a girl, so when you're pregnant with a girl, she has got her eggs in her, that will potentially be her children. So when you're carrying your girl, you're actually carrying your future grandchildren as well. Yeah, that's
1: I've read that before, and that that blew oh my, my mind. God, like, it's like
0: because it's like
1: the egg that made me developed inside my grandma. I know, right? Yeah, I that's know. and I was like, that's nuts. I know. You know? So really, my grandma's body made egg that made me i know
0: i know and so then then now like because i tell the young woman this and so then i i actually say you know you've got an epigenetic responsibility you know like you've you've got huge responsibility so this fast pace kind of fitting into the circadian rhythm thing that ain't working for us that we're saying we're crazy let's not let's back the bus up, let's not go there, let's like go hey I want to I be soft and gentle and I want to create and I want to you know I want to dance through life and then you can really when, you, when you're there when you're doing that stuff your intuition is super high and it, your intuition is there for your good you know it's for your highest good and it, it's going to help you travel down the you know the path that are going to serve
1: you oh yeah your intuition and I think especially as nurses we do have this high (sighs) intuition like it's called a sixth sense or whatever and I shared something last week on social media and where I'd followed my intuition and it didn't really make any sense Mm -hmm. but last week not last week the week before I should have been in Melbourne. And it was the launch of the book that I'd collaborated on. I had meetings set up. I was um, co-hosting a workshop and I was flying out early hours of Tuesday morning and all day Monday, I was just like, something's not right. I can't go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Alina, oh, don't be so crazy. Like, just go to Melbourne. And I thought, no. I pulled the pin at like five o'clock on the Monday night. I said, "I'm just not going," and I cancelled my flight. Anyway, Perth went into lockdown on the Friday. If I I would have been stuck over in Melbourne. Yeah, Thank yeah. goodness I listened to that inner voice that was in my head going, "Don't go." Just, everyone was like, "Are you okay? Why are you not going?" I went, "Something's going to happen. I don't know what. I'm just not going." Yeah and I'm yeah yummy.
0: it served me well yeah totally and do you know what fun fact we've all got that that's not yeah, exactly. you know, like people think oh you know this she's psychic or she's woo woo whatever we've all got that superpower we've all mm-hmm. got it and unfortunately we're just kind of fast pacing our life and we sit in that head space just too much
1: yeah, we try and go into the logic. So I was like, but I've booked a flight but and no. I've got to can't and I thought, no, you know, just follow what your gut is yeah, telling nice. you. Don't go. Yeah,
0: go on you. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe I was just at that really intuitive
0: time of my cycle. Yeah, you know? I'd be curious <laughs> to know now. I'd be <laughs> very curious to know now. Lovely thing around um cycling, especially if you're working in, you know, female dominating profession, is actually. You can be a little bit more compassionate about those kind of what what we sort of call toxic environments, you know? And and it's a good way to ripple effect it off. You can, you know, talk about the four four phases and and how we show up and stuff. And so then um, because one phase is called called the give phase. It's really short, it's when we ovulate, it's called the give phase. I'm sure I must have gone to every PTA meeting when I was in my give phase, because I was the girl that was, yeah, I'll help with the fear. Oh, we'll managed And then of course, then the next week I'm in my in my take phase and I'm thinking, what was I doing? Um, so now I very much boundary. It. I'm like, I'm actually in my take phase. Um, so I'm just gonna say, yes, let's see how we go here. <laughs> yeah. And but it's really good because when you're in the take phase, you can find someone who's in their give phase and you can say, hey, you know what? I'm on my take do you do you, you know? Do you mind bringing me a coffee or whatever it is, you know, do you mind, yeah. do you mind like pulling off a meal and I'll pull off a meal when you're in yours, you know, and it's, it's it can actually be a really, <laughs> really cool. And I suppose back in the days, like you were talking about with the red tents and stuff, that's what they would have done. Yeah, well, we were all synced because oh, we didn't have hormone disruptors. So now we've got so many hormone disruptors, you know, yeah fumes and plastics and stress and medication and processed foods and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those things that we know that don't serve us. So that's why we don't all sync together now. Um, lots of women do. They, they will re-sync themselves to the moon, and there's easy ways to do it. So I always, I, you know, when you hear the word balance, when I hear the word balance, always... Envisage kind of, you know, a tightrope with someone with holding plates, you know, like balance being so, so precise. Um, And so when I ever heard balancing hormones, I always think, oh God, oh, well, it's so hard. Why bother? Um, However, it's actually not, it's not that hard. Um, You know, we can avoid hormone disruptors with using detox products and eating, you know, clean, whole food and um, avoiding dairy products and alcohol. I you know I'm the fun police there, but we've been, I feel like I believe we've been pretty duped with alcohol. Um it's no, number one carcinogenic, yet yeah, we've marketed and made it available and and we've we lean into it. Um when, you know, there's so many other cool things we could use at <laughs> server. I know, Not and I think
1: that. as nurses, you know, it's mostly nurses who are listening to this, they'll yeah. all understand because yeah. we see Knock on effect of people who do have a high alcohol intake of what it does to their health. Yeah, so that's right. I'm not a huge alcohol fan either. I'll occasionally have one glass of wine, that's about yeah. it.
0: For us, and um, us who are kind of really, you know, highly sensitive, hardcore givers and carers, <laughs> yet yeah, it often doesn't serve us. We really need to protect our energy, we're too sensitive. So it's a lot. Of, a lot of the sort of one-on-one work I do is is with um, other humanitarian workers, so nurses and teachers and parents, um, and they're highly sensitive or highly empathic people, and that can be. That's a real. That's a real recipe for burnout if you haven't got the skills and the tools to protect that energy and and learn to shake off others in other energy and and really ensuring that you are topped up to overflowing so that you can continue being that natural beautiful caring giver that you know the world fiercely needs when <laughs> you know we're not going to be saturated with carers and givers <laughs> so you know I believe like I said if I believe if we can really and I can only do one starfish at a time and so can you but if we can kind of grow out and ripple effect this message then if everyone's thrown a starfish back in the ocean then we can see some really amazing empowered carers and givers who, who you know, when they're at their best, the ripple effect they have off on the people that they care just phenomenal, you know. And that we can we can heal ourselves, you know, with our thoughts and our our thoughts and our feelings and our we we actually are pretty amazing self healers. So, um, if you've got someone around you who's cheerleading you because they're in good form, then chances are you're going to have a a much smoother journey.
1: Yeah. Uh, And it's that being the best versions of ourselves, isn't it? Because when we're turning up as that best version, our patients are experiencing a much higher level of care. You know, our colleagues have a, a better colleague to work with. Um, it just it has that ripple effect that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, so who or what would inspire you to be the best version of yourself?
0: Uh, I think probably at the moment it's my daughters. And so one of them pulled me up the other day and she said, oh, Mum, you're always on your phone. And, you know, I could easily have gone, no, I'm not. And I just went, you know what, you're right, I'm putting it down. So I really tap into the messages that they give me. I live with three introverts so I'm the extrovert so but they've really taught me to slow down so I think I think definitely my daughters yeah definitely them yeah definitely them yeah and then that just ripple effects off so yeah yeah no I know a lot of people but I'm going to keep my circle small
1: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. and it do you know what's an answer here often is if someone as a parent is their children are their biggest yeah, inspiration you yeah. know so yeah it's a beautiful thing because we our children are watching us and watching what we're doing and when mm-hmm. we're pushing and trying to make a difference and be the best versions of ourselves they're being inspired to do mm-hmm. that too just mm-hmm.
0: by default yeah. because
1: they're watching us. What we're doing. Well, like even,
0: even with my response, you know, I could have got defensive and I could have allowed the trigger to, yeah. You know, I show up and I show up not as at the best version, but I went, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you for that message. You're right. I'm going to put that mm. down. So, you know, and so then I, yeah, I I have trust and faith that next time I may pull her up on something that she'll also respond without being so defensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Without feeling like she's being attacked. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So what would be your non-negotiable when it comes to your self-care? Has it got to do with
0: Uh, time in your cycle or? Yeah. I've got a bit of a list. (laughs) Um, That's okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, I move my body every day. And I've created this life so I went to say I'm lucky but I've actually created this life that I live on live by the beach so I walk the beach every morning with my dog and often with my husband um so that's definitely a non-negotiable um nurturing myself so honoring yeah so really nurturing my body so movement and and I'm I um, now practice intuitive eating so I really feel into what I'm going to eat and one of the superpowers of being highly sensitive is I can sort of feel the energy of food. So I know yeah. kind of what's going to nourish me and, and lift me up. So that's one. My inner knowing, my inner pilot light, like tapping into that, you know, um, even if it's a do you want to come to the movies, I'll tap in. Mm, do I? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. So it's got to be a hell year. Otherwise, it's it's a no. So I really use that. That's a non-negotiable tap, and that's now a habit. That wasn't a habit when I was people pleasing and perfectionist and busy. That I never did that, but I created a habit. And the way I created that is I actually bought little stickers and I put them everywhere: toothbrush, driver, you know, steering wheel, door handles. And every time I saw that sticker, I would do, you know, a box breathing, and I would pause and tap into my inner knowing and my inner pilot light. Now I don't need to see the stickers, you know, I just do it. Yeah. And so the best thing, it's hard to break a habit, but it's easier to, to create a habit, especially onto a habit. So... So, definitely that um, nutrition. Working on my self worth. So, um, you know, really value and validating myself. So, not needing the outside. The outside value and validation is beautiful. I love it. I mean, my love language is words of affirmation. Beautiful. I love it. You know, I can't get enough of it. But that's an. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. And so, I validate, value, and validate myself. That's a non-negotiable. Joy. I'm a joy seeker. So my latest joy at the moment, my latest creativity is macrame, making macrame pot hangers. (laughs) Oh, beautiful! Um, I've wanted to try that. I've not actually had time to do it yet. Yeah. So, um, and then I'll keep doing that until I lose the joy of it, and I'll find something else. And roller skating. I'm roller skating at the moment, and I've found um, a group of women I didn't know, and they're just super high vibey and. We just, we all leave leave all loved up. It's like some sort of, I don't know, oxytocin. (laughs) Yeah. So um. so I'm doing that at the moment. And then, yeah, really choosing my people, choosing who, who I spend my energy with. And boundaries, boundaries. Oh, God, I wished I'd learnt boundaries a long time ago. And so now when I'm working at the school and I have a great rapport with all the young women, because they know that I'm holistic and that I'll root cause them. I won't just band-aid them. So if I know my my energy's low, I'll say, hey, how urgent is this? Because my energy's getting low. Could we meet again tomorrow at nine? I'm back tomorrow. Could we meet at nine tomorrow? And they're like, totally cool. Or actually, it's super urgent. Uh, Okay, cool. I'll find that energy. Um, And the more I practice that, the more I practice that kind of language you know and i'll even say it to a friend when i want to have an offload i'll say hey i want to have a little offload it's not massive have you got the time and space for this now and and then they'll they feel like they can say actually you know what no i don't is tomorrow okay or they'll be yeah i do but i've only got 10 minutes so the more i practice you know the no not nows and the and the boundaries out loud the more others do. And so then you know when you do need the support, because I still need it, um, I'm a human, you know that they're going to hold space, mm-hmm. you know, and you're actually going to be, um, you know, you don't always need fixing and helping. You just need that space and that support. And so the more I practice that, the more it's contagious. Yeah. Um, and so I wished I'd learned that one so much earlier.
1: Yeah, boundaries is such an important one, isn't it? I've recently read um, Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk. And I think in that he talks about doing things out of obligation, expectation and fear of other people's opinions. And I thought, yep, that's so succinct. That's the three reasons that we do all these things and let our boundaries get pushed.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's that saying yes to ourselves rather than saying no to us to say yes to someone else. Yeah. We need to yeah, to look correct. after yeah. ourselves and That's first. right.
0: Boundaries are for us. They're not against others.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's to protect us <laughs> yeah. and, yeah, our energy levels. Yeah, not exactly, too. yeah. And no, yeah, no way is it a reflection of, us devaluing anyone else it's about us valuing ourselves exactly exactly yeah, yeah. oh it's been so wonderful chatting to you oh, Jackie thank time. you for yeah coming on the podcast you've educated me in so much oh yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. go look f- for that book that you recommended yeah, to you. yeah and thank you for everything you're doing especially with the young women at your school and educating them and Releasing that stigma and shame around our amazing bodies and what they naturally want to do every month. Yeah, they really are incredible things, our, the human body, both male and female, what they can achieve. I know. And learning to honour them and, and what, what cycle they're at is, yeah, it's very important. And I think it's a, a big step, for society as well and the fact that we are losing the taboo around this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah bringing it back out into the open yeah so
0: thank you for the part you're playing oh thank you and thank you for yours thank you for breaking some ground too and it's cool to be part of your tribe <laughs> thank you like you it's just
1: you know I just think I want to share this knowledge with as many people as I can. It's my mission to try and reduce nurse burnout. However,
0: However that may look like. Well, the more we share the stories, the, you know.
1: Yeah, it's the the power of that me too. And Mm. I don't know, like you obviously teach workshops as well. Mm -hmm. And when you get a group together, like like like-minded people, like your mothers and daughters, Mm -hmm. or I'll get a group of nurses in a room and they all realize that they're not the only Mm -hmm. ones feeling the way they do. It's very powerful Mm -hmm. and empowering for them when Mm -hmm. they realize that, there's others out there experiencing exactly the same things.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where can the listeners find you if they want to look you up and learn more?
0: Yeah, so I'm on all social media. is Heartplace Place with Nurse Jackie, so J-A-C-Q-U-I. And then my website's heartplace.co.nz. Um, so Heartplace Place came out of, I'm a cardiac kid, so I had open heart surgery as an eight-year-old. So my Heart Place is... Where I've healed and um, and this is yeah that's the place that I a space that I've created that people can come back to their heart place a so heart place with Nurse Jackie and yeah LinkedIn and all the all the usuals. <laughs> I'll put all the links in the show
1: notes Definitely. as well for yeah people to look them up too. So I just like to mention them in the episode oh, as beautiful. well. Well, thank you for your time today, Welcome. and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you should freely give to others.